Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Let's talk about what's been going on in the ministry as far as defending the faith and testimonies. We had a man recently, about a week ago, that heard the gospel in a thorough biblical format during, I'd say, 30 to 40 minute conversation. His name is Nick. And as God would have it, that was a divine appointment. He had been ministered to leading up to that point numerous times by many Christians around him. In fact, he told me I was surprised and pleasantly surprised to hear that when I told him to, after he repented and received Jesus, I encouraged him to get a King James Bible. And he said, wow, you're like the fifth person that's told me that. I was like, wow, this dude's got some good friends. He said his whole neighborhood is full of born-again believers. What a blessing. So God brought the harvest. You know, Paul said, one, Paul waters, Apollos planted, Paul watered. God gave the increase, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9. We are laborers together, it says right there in verse 9, with God, saints, and God is doing a work in the hearts of men in this late hour as we look for the soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ, purifying ourselves even as he is pure, as we look for his soon return for a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but one that is holy and without blemish, 1 John 3. 3, 3, and also Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. One of the things we've been doing this week is exposing this TV or docuseries called The Chosen, The Chosen. Wow, what a catastrophe. Somebody said, well, did you watch it? No, I don't need to watch it. And here's why, because first of all, we have a Bible. God ordained that you get your view and your doctrine straight from the Bible, his word. We see that from Genesis to Revelation. That's why he said that you and I are to study. You do it. You study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A dear sister, a longtime friend named Mimi said, thank you for exposing this. Man chooses movies and then put in parentheses lazy over reading the Bible for themselves where the truth is. That's from Sister Mimi. What a blessing. Let's talk a little bit about it, saints. Listen, let me just say this to to begin with, that it's 100% clear proof that anyone, what we're about to expose here, is 100% proof that anyone who ever promoted this production is under the spirit of Antichrist. How dare you say that, brother? Well, 
Are you going to sit there and say the Holy Spirit led people to look at a movie that's created by the Vatican, the most demonic organization on the planet, the seat of Antichrist? Do you understand anything about the Catholic Church that the Pope supposedly sits in the place of Christ, the vicar of Christ, according to the Roman Catholic cult? That's an abomination. He's the head of a false church. Jesus Christ, the scripture says repeatedly, is the head of the true body of Christ, and no born-again believer looks to some costume-clad phony pope in Rome, a sinner dressed in a religious costume. If that's where you're looking and that's where you put your allegiance, God is calling you to be born again. This pagan cult is where this chosen series comes from. You see, and some people want the Bible acted out dramatically in a movie or docu-series, some kind of documentary format, because they don't love God enough to pay attention when they're reading the Word of God for themselves, or in most cases, regrettably, among those who claim to be saved, they have no daily life in the Word of God in the first place, because He's not important enough to them to get in his word daily. They've already backslidden. That's why they want to get man to tell them all about God, because they won't get in the word and seek him for themselves. That's the foolish virgin believers. They are lukewarm at best if they were ever saved in the past, and they their cup is empty. They're looking to man, and the Bible says, if you look to man to flesh, you are cursed, Jeremiah 17, 5. Any person who has promoted this ecumenical, that means antichrist, one word, religion project is under the control of the spirit of Antichrist. And here is the clear proof. And let me say this, the wise will repent. It's interesting that the same people who are always coming at you saying, oh, you need to watch this. I'm always looking at them like with squinted eyes, like, why do I need to watch that when I have a Bible? Do you have a Bible? Of course, the answer is yes. These same people, and you all have those kind of people around you, these gullible dupes who are walking in darkness and wouldn't know Jesus if he stood in their face, although they claim to be safe, are never seen encouraging people to get into the Word of God, are they? No. But the same people are going to call you up and give you this spiel on why you, like they're selling you on why you need to watch The Chosen or some other, like one of the series that came out a few years ago was done by Roma Downey and her husband, and they're openly occultic New Age pagans. And you're going to go watch their presentation of the Bible? That's as bad as reading one of these fake news Bibles. For example, the NIV is produced by the same company, Zondervan, and I believe it's HarperCollins, that produces a sodomite book. I don't even want to say the title of it. And also the same company that produces the Satanic Bible. And you're going to read that? You need to get saved, which you need tell you that right now. So does your pastor, so-called pastor. So are you bidding Godspeed to the wicked by supporting and condoning these things? Where is your conviction? See, Jeremiah 9.3, they are not valiant for the truth. So if you're going to bid Godspeed to these wicked productions of sinful, godless men, do you realize that you're going to be judged with these false prophets? Second John 9 through 11, it's only one chapter, chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. And Second John, whosoever transgresseth and abideth or remains not in the doctrine of Christ, we have that in the King James Bible, hath not God, you're no longer 
are saved. He's talking to the church. If you don't remain in the doctrine of God, you're not of God and you're going straight to hell. And according to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, it's going to be worse for you than if you had never known the way of salvation. He goes on, the Apostle John, he says, He that abideth or remains in the doctrine of Christ, that is, according to what Scripture says, not some movie and false presentation, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed, anyone who in any way endorses that, is partaker of his evil deeds. In other words, you'll be judged with those wicked doers that you bid Godspeed to. You better be careful, friends. So the drama deception, let's talk about that. That's what we've been talking about this week, the drama deception. I did a little background search on drama. The dramatic arts have been around for 2,500 years. That means they were here 500 years before Jesus and the apostles. This is what I found. It said, quote, the history of theater charts, the development of theater over the past 2,500 years, unquote. So in light of this, why didn't Jesus why didn't Paul, why didn't Peter and John and the apostles or the early church set up, create, or send people to those dramatic, cinematic presentations of the gospel? Why? See, the only people doing such are those Satan is using to mislead you and others. Like it or not, if you're participating in that by sending people to watch that stuff and then looking at them like they're crazy because they won't watch it. I mean, you got idiots out there that look at you like, well, if you're a Christian, you're not going to watch this Bible presentation. Those people are in complete pitch black darkness. Some of them wittingly and some of them unwittingly. Regardless, they're in darkness. You have a Bible. You don't need anything else to find out about God other than the Holy Spirit through a born-again relationship with Jesus Christ, where the Holy Spirit indwells you. And you need not that any man teach you, because the Holy Ghost is in you, and you have the Word of God, which is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. In fact, the moment He saved you, you were enrolled in the school of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. You need nothing else. In fact, if you go anywhere else but the Bible, you start opening yourself up to this stuff, there's going to be trouble. And many have been deceived and misled and have fallen away as a result. Paul warned to beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments or the thinking of the world and not after Christ. The apostle Peter warns, 2 Peter 3.17, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things, before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and forever. And in the same book, in the first chapter, he says that all things that pertain unto life, unto this life, and also unto being godly, are found in the exceeding great and precious promises of the Holy Scriptures. Second Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, later in that chapter, he tells us, the Apostle Peter, an absolutely monstrous revelation that the written Word of God is the more sure word of prophecy. More sure than what? Well, read the preceding verses. He speaks of when he, Peter, James, and John, beheld Jesus in a glorified state 
at the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, you will recall where the Father spoke audibly and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Peter is writing this, and he heard the very voice of him from the, he says, excellent glory, Second. Peter 1.17, this, and this is what the father said audibly, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, unquote. Then he says, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard literally when we were with him in the holy mount. Then he says this, we have also a more, 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 more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well, that ye take heed as into a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. That's Christ. See, the image of Christ is painted upon, if you will, etched upon the canvas of our hearts through the study of the Holy Scriptures. Then he says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of, here it is, the Scripture talking about the written word of God as if it wasn't already clear enough. He says, knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's one of the things that makes the Bible unique among all books and all so-called holy books. All the others are fake and false is that the Bible came from holy men that God appointed as they spake and they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's how we got the Bible. Let me also throw in there that there's over 300 prophecies that Jesus Christ the Messiah fulfilled, which is an impossibility without a divine source. In fact, that proves that the Bible, that in itself, is the only holy book, because God foretells and foretold what he fulfilled, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, declaring the end from the beginning. Only God could do that. You have the word of God, if you're English speaking, in the King James Bible. Let us rejoice that the Lord said he was going to preserve his word and keep his word to every generation. Aren't you glad that we have the word of God? In fact, let me read that to you. It is Psalm chapter 12, verse 6 and 7. The Lord here promised to keep, quote unquote, keep and to preserve, quote unquote, his word for us. The words of the Lord, it says, are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Don't you know that King James Bible is the seventh English Bible? There was a purification that went on as the language of English was maturing. And God foresaw that that was going to be a huge language that covered a large number of like millions and hundreds of millions of people in the last days. So the words of the Lord are pure words. It's not limited to the English language, by the way. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth, in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them. This is a promise from God. O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So God kept and preserved his word to us, and we have it. We have exactly what the Lord wanted us to have in his word in the 66 book canon of holy scripture god be praised that he gave us his word in tangible written 
format so that we won't be deceived, so that we can be neutrified, strengthened, and built up and in the knowledge of God, and not groping in darkness, because the entrance of his words giveth light. Psalm 119, verse 130. So I would highly encourage you to beware of anybody who is encouraging you and pointing you toward an extra biblical source for learning the word of God. That doesn't mean there aren't people preaching the word according to the revelation of Nehemiah 8 verse 8, where he said they read distinctly, the Israeli, the, the elders of Israel, they read distinctly straight out of the Holy Scriptures and gave the sense thereof. That's what ministry should be and only that. And so we don't want to dismiss that, but I'd be careful with those that are pointing you anywhere but the Word of God itself, the Holy scriptures where God promised to preserve that word for us. We have exactly what the Lord wanted us to have in his word in the 66 books of the canon of Holy Scripture from the beginning and to this day until Jesus returns. Satan's job is to deceive the gullible that have no root in themselves, as Jesus said, casting doubt on God's word. That's what he did from the beginning in Genesis 3. He asked the man and the woman, hath God said... Did he really say that? And then he changed the word of God there in verse 4, where he said, You shall not surely die. But God had said in chapter 2, verse 17, that if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. And Satan said, You shall not. He added one word. You better not participate in the changing of God's word. Anybody who does is going to have their name removed from the book of life and is going to receive of the plagues of Revelation. And that includes irrevocably and eternally the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 22 verse 18 and 19. You see, friends, rebels are always looking for a way to disprove God's word in order to justify their own sin and evil. Why? Because they love darkness rather than light. John 3, 19 through 21. They are unrepentant. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. We often hear the foolishness of the lost books of the Bible. Beware, the Bible is missing no books. Flashpoint. We have exactly what we need. In fact, as we said earlier, Second Peter 1, 3 and 4, all, 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 God didn't leave anything out, all things that pertain unto life, unto this life and godliness are found in the exceeding great and precious promises of the Lord. Second Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, pour over it, memorize it, know it, drench and root that truth in your deepest inner man, if you will. Infuse your life with the holy fear of God and the revelation that his word has everything he wants you to know in it. And there's nothing missing. There are no missing lost books of the Bible. What about the Dead Sea Scrolls? They did nothing to add anything. They came from the Textus Receptus. The Bible was already written. Their text actually agrees with the King James Bible. This fact makes them unattractive to scholars desiring to overthrow the perfection of the written Word of God, the Bible. So the Dead Sea Scrolls added nothing to the Bible. We already had that in the Bible, but they throw it out there trying to get you lured away from the Lord and to cast out on what we already have as the in the canon of Holy Scripture. This is a work of Satan. This is an evil-hearted premise, an indictment against the Almighty 
who loves and cares for his people and promised once again that all, not some, but all things that pertain unto life and godliness are in his exceeding great and precious promises, that is, in his written word to us. So as usual, the Vatican is behind this The Chosen series. And we know by that alone that it can't be of God because good fruit from the Lord cannot emanate from a cursed root. In fact, Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, makes this absolutely concrete. Matthew 12, 33 and 34, Jesus warned, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. The Vatican is a Satan-worshipping organization that has and is damning over a million Catholics to hell. There is no gospel in the Vatican's message, the Catholic Church. You're never going to hear that you're, you must be born again. That's original gospel, John 3. That you're never going to hear that it's only by grace through faith that you can be saved. Listen, I'm talking as an ex-Catholic, a Catholic altar boy, a Catholic schoolboy. I had all of that teaching. In fact, I knew I'd been lied to the night the Lord saved me because my sins were completely washed away. In religion, and namely the Catholic Church, is in place to hide its people from the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which Paul said he was concerned about, greatly concerned about to the Corinthians and the body of Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where they would be moved away from the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the Catholic Church has a literal, literal myriad of foolish, unbiblical teachings just right off the top of my head. For example, find me a rosary in the Bible. No such thing. A rosary is a cursed occultic incantation accoutrement, if you will, that's been around thousands of years from Babylon before the Roman Catholic Church ever existed and formulated several hundred years after Christ and his apostles left the earth. Counting beads is not going to get God to answer your prayer. God's not going to answer any prayer of a lost sinner until that sinner, other than that sinner repenting and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's the simplicity of the original gospel of Jesus Christ, which is hidden from Catholics. There's no such thing as a rosary. It's never mentioned in the Bible. See, they got them tied up in everything under the sun that's pagan, including what Jeremiah points out and exposes in Jeremiah 7 and I think 44, both those chapters, the queen of heaven, the worship of Mary. Mary died for nobody's sins. Mary told the people at the wedding of Cana, whatever Jesus tells you to do, that you do. And then in the next chapter, Jesus says, you must be born again. So God is telling us today, listen to what Jesus said. This is my beloved son, the father said, in whom I am well pleased. He didn't say, this is my beloved daughter, Mary. Mary didn't die for anybody's sins. Mary said that God was her savior. I believe it's Luke 147. That means she was a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, except the man Christ Jesus, who went to the cross and shed his sinless blood, was crucified to redeem all sinners, including his earthly mother, Mary. Mary didn't walk on the water. Mary didn't open anybody's eyes. Mary didn't cleanse leopards. Mary was a woman that simply did what God called her to do. 
She's blessed among women. There was a woman in the Old Testament named Jael, J-A-E-L, Judges 5, who was blessed above, not just among, but above women. Isn't that interesting? Every woman who serves God is blessed. God calls each of his people to do a certain thing or set of things in their lives. And if you obey that, you're blessed. I'm not taking anything away from Mary's blessed obedience, but she's not a co-mediatrix. She was a sinner that had to be saved like anyone else. Also, a scapular. Anybody that's Catholic knows a little scapular thing you wear around your neck that's supposed to bring you good luck, nothing but a bunch of occultism. How about the novena prayer? Where's that in the Bible? None of this is in the Bible. What about purgatory? It's antichrist. Purgatory denies the full efficacy of the finished work of Jesus Christ, who said it is finished, which means when he shed his blood, he said that on the cross, it is paid in full. One time, Scripture says in Hebrews and First Peter, that Jesus died one time for the sins of all mankind. And the Catholic Mass pretends to re-sacrifice Jesus. That's what hostia means in Latin or Italian, is victim. When they give you the host at the Catholic Church, that's the victim. Jesus is continually being re-sacrificed according to their cultic doctrine. It's a denial. The whole thing is antichrist in a complete denial of the finished work of Jesus Christ. It, it could not be more blasphemous. And I'm just scratching the surface. And anybody in that system is cursed. Anybody not standing against that system is against Christ. That is the seat of antichrist. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, the Pope is supposed to be and said to be in Catholic dogma verbatim, Jesus Christ in the flesh. Utter blasphemy. So in 1895, an article from the Catholic National said this, quote, the Pope is not only the representative of Jesus Christ, but he is Jesus Christ himself, capital H, himself hidden under the veil of flesh, unquote, absolute blasphemy. If Peter was the first Pope and infallible, why did Jesus have to tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan? Matthew 16. So is this chosen movie from this cursed root of the Catholic Church? Yeah, absolutely. Look at the pictures we have, the graphics on safeguardyoursoul.com on this post called The Chosen and Jonathan Romy, Romy, whatever, exposed. This guy has a skull ring. It's real big. And we have pictures of him. He's sticking it out there. It's all over the internet. Proud, proud of it. A skull representing death and Satan. Unreal. And then there's another picture. It's taken from a video and it was titled, Get Your Weapons Out. In other words, everybody can just get their own weapon out. Well, he gets his weapon of a rosary as if that has anything to do with the kingdom of Christ. It's never mentioned in the Bible. And if you look up the history of the rosary bead counting, first of all, it wasn't even incorporated in the Catholic Church itself till a thousand years, over a thousand years after Jesus and the apostles had left the earth in 1090 AD, the 11th century, the rosary and repetitious praying with beads were invented by Peter the Hermit and incorporated into Catholic cult worship. This rosary invention is an invention of demons, 
And again, all it's doing is drawing people away from the simplicity and the completed work of Jesus Christ and simple faith in the Son of God. Jesus did not have a rosary. Nobody's following Jesus by having a rosary and saying, Our Fathers and Hail Marys. Jesus or none of his apostles had a, a rosary. So, and it's never mentioned in the Bible. So, did God somehow forget to tell us something we needed to know? Of course not. What an indictment. We already read earlier that God gave us all things that we needed in this life to be godly. In 2 Peter 1, oddly enough, the first pope, quote unquote, under the inspiration, there is no such thing as a pope in the kingdom of Christ. I'm being facetious. Actually, by the Holy Spirit gave us that truth. Isn't that interesting? The rosary is an ancient pagan mantra prayer bead that existed long before Catholicism came along and incorporated it. An historical note here, Roman Catholics borrowed the idea of praying with beads from the pagan religions who were already using them hundreds of years before. In 456 AD, Hindus are thought to have introduced the concept of praying with beads to the world. The earliest reference to the rosary or Baburcus is in their Jain canon in 456 AD. These Barbucus however you say that, had various numbers of beads, 6, 9, 12, 18, 36, any sub-multiple of 108. Islam, 610, uses a rosary of 99 beads, one for each of the names of God, their gods, the false gods. Buddhists have 108 prayer beads on the string. The rosary is of pagan origin and no Christian prior to 1000 AD used beads to pray. And let me add this, that's an unquote, no Christian Christian ever used a rosary to pray because we approach God the Father in the name above all names, Jesus Christ. We come before the holy throne of grace, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, on the basis of the name and the blood of Jesus to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How many people are glad that Jesus saved you? All you ex-Catholics can relate. When you know you you realize you've been lied to all your life, when you get saved, all of a sudden, all your sins are washed away and you have peace. You have the love, joy, and peace of God in your heart. You've lost all by the miracle of God's regeneration in you, all of that guilt, all of that misery, that sin brought into our lives because the wages of sin is death is all of a sudden gone. Because like Jesus said, he that believeth hath everlasting life. If you believe on Christ, you're immediately saved into his kingdom. It's his work that saves you, not your own, not counting beads, not being a good Catholic or trying to keep the Ten Commandments, but surrendering in repentance and faith to the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can save you. Jesus said, the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, Matthew 9, 6. Jonathan Romy, in a recent interview, this is the Jesus guy, he's the actor in this Chosen, the Chosen, in a recent interview on video, he's sitting there with numerous Catholic pagan junk, false images of Jesus, rosaries, all this Catholic pagan occultic garbage on the wall behind him. This is all by design, folks. Don't be deceived. This guy is an actor in more than one way. In fact, the, the definition of a hypocrite is that he's an actor. Look it up in the Greek. He's an actor. This guy is not only an actor in this 
production called The Chosen. He's a Catholic Vatican Jesuit operative that's trying to lead people to believe that the Catholic Church is part of the body of Christ. This is all according to Holy Scripture's prophetic word about the one world religion, Revelation chapter 17 and 18. God's going to destroy it in one hour, the Vatican, I believe chapter 18 verse 4 this is the city that's seated on seven hills that's one of the descriptions in revelation 17 what city is known as being on seven hills rome that's just one of the many detailed specifics about pagan religious babylon described in revelation chapter 17 so this is what is being pushed by this guy jonathan Romy, including in fact the last movie series was also on the gospels was what done by mel gibson guess what he's a died in the wool catholic so how can good fruit come out of a cursed root tell me friends it can't matthew 12 33 we have a bible why are you going anywhere else to drink from any well that's not the pure water of the word of god why why would you even do that the next time somebody comes around selling you on some new production because until jesus comes satan's going to keep putting them out to mislead people you know be ready tell them no i've got a bible i don't need that movie i don't need that documentary i don't need that tv show that series so jonathan romey's sitting here it's on the page here on safeguard your soul and then you can look up the video too He's got all kinds. Wall is like weighed down with 50 pounds of Catholic pagan garbage with false images of Jesus, rosaries, everything else. Here he is holding up a rosary in his hand with the skull ring showing sure as day, bright as it could be. And that's his weapon. It's nothing but witchcraft that's conjuring up demons. This is the worship of demons, which is always directly associated with any idol worship. Anybody who has one idol in their life is going to hell. One idol is as good as a million in the eyes of God. All idolaters are worshiping devils, 1 Corinthians 10, 19 through 21. Idols and devils are in separable. All who worship even one or more idols have devils. Until you repent of idolatry and put your trust in the one true God through Christ alone, you've got demons in control of your life. Notice this, Revelation 9, 20, And the rest of men which were not killed by the plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that is, the making of idols, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Those are just man-made idols. You know, isn't it a shame how stupid Satan makes people? How much of a fool he makes him. When you've got to make your own God, what does that say of your God? He says here, God mocks them here. They don't see, they don't hear, they don't walk. They can't even talk back to you like the living God, the one true God. Scripture says in 1 Timothy 2, 5, there is one God, just one God and one mediator between God and men. And that's the man, Jesus Christ. But notice in Revelation 9, 20, we've got the words devils and idols, quote unquote. They go hand in hand. These people would, they refuse to repent. That'll be a lot of Catholics, unfortunately. They refuse to repent of worshiping devils and idols. When you worship idols, when you don't worship God in spirit and in truth, according to his biblical prescription, 
By grace are you saved through faith. You have devils in your life. In fact, Exodus 34, 14 says, God's name is jealous. The second commandment of the 10, the Catholic Church removed. You know what it says? It says, thou shalt not make unto thyself any graven image of anything in heaven or in earth. Why did they remove it? Because it was costing them a lot of money. They sell a lot of idols. So they removed it. Go check the Catholic Bible against the real Bible, the King James Bible. God has dealt with this among his people or those who profess to be his since Israel and before. Notice this, Deuteronomy 32, 17, they sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods. See, they always invent new gods. And that's what the Catholic Church has done throughout the centuries. That came newly up whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begot thee, thou art unmindful, and thou hast forgotten God that formed thee. See, those who worship idols have forgotten and despised and are blaspheming the God who made them. This is the same God who gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is new and Old Testament. God is unchanging and will damn the soul of every idolater. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, etc. So notice Jeremiah 17, 5 and 6. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Notice, cursed be the man that trusteth in man. So if you're not trusting in God according to and via what his word says, you're trusting man and you're cursed. You're making flesh your arm and your heart has departed from the living God. And you're without a relationship with him because you've chosen something else other than his word. And that would include all of those things I mentioned earlier, just off the top of my head. And that's not even scratching the surface of all the foolish, unbiblical things that are involved in the Catholic Church, which is behind this chosen, the chosen series. Jonathan Romy the one who played Jesus in it. Here he is praying to demons with his rosary. Another picture. And then you got him standing in a Catholic church building, an idol temple with the Catholic priest and some other people. And then you got him wearing his Knights Templar costume. That's all part of the Catholic church. The occultic Knights Templar. There he is trying to explain around why he was on live video wearing his Knights Templar. Look that up. And then here he is with Spider-Man representing the devil. Devil, that is, wearing the chosen hat, and he's smiling and pointing at it in your face, and people don't even know it. See, a cursed root equals cursed fruit. First Corinthians 10, 21, actually, 20 through 22. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. Could that be any clearer? And I would not that you would have fellowship with devils. There it is. You're going to look at a production made by pagans who are sacrificing to devils. It's against the word of God right here. 1 Corinthians 10, 20. I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. Then he says, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Where is your conviction? He finishes by saying, you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table. That would include the elements and the remembrance of Jesus dying on the cross one time and shedding his blood, which forever took away the sins of the world. And namely, those who believe on him and trust him and not themselves or anything else. 
You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table if you're drinking from the cup of devils. Verse 21, 1 Corinthians 10. You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. How in the world can you claim that you're a born-again Christian and yet you're drinking the cup of devils? You're partaking in things that are blaspheming the Lord Jesus Christ who you claim to serve, which the Bible says if you believe on him, you're saved. And yet you're bidding Godspeed to a system that has added a million things to salvation which means it's not salvation because Jesus Christ plus nothing equals eternal life, equals salvation. You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. Jesus himself said, God so loved the world that he gave what? Who? His only begotten son. He didn't give some phony pope, some sinner priest dressed in a religious costume. He didn't give Mary. He didn't give the Catholic Church. He didn't give nothing but his only begotten son in whom he is well pleased. And it's only through him that you can be saved. The apostle Peter, supposedly the first pope, isn't it interesting? Again, said this by the Holy Spirit, Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and that's the name of jesus christ anyone adding to the simplicity of the gospel of jesus christ is cursed and as i'm speaking i will say this may the curse take its full effect on these vile demonic animals in Jesus' name. They are accursed of the Lord for preaching another gospel. Galatians 1, 6-9. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. What does he call it? Table of devils. In case it wasn't clear enough already. Verse 22. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than him? Paul's trying to reason with you. 1 Corinthians 10, 20 through 22. See, instead of studying God's word for themselves as the Lord commanded, the foolish counterfeits among us are always looking for something else. They don't want to study the word of God. It's too, it's not, he's not important enough to them. So they're looking for some documentary or movie or that Satan's pawns are continually putting out there. These people have already departed from Christ. They do not love the truth that God gave them. And he's turning them over to strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned. That means they're going to hell. This is Second Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. God sending them strong delusion. Yes, if you don't love and obey the truth of God from the word of God, his word, you are under strong delusion that God sent and guarantee to be, quote unquote, damned to hell and the lake of fire eternally. Second Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12, even him who's coming, that is the Antichrist, many believe that to be the, the man of sin, the Pope, the seat of Antichrist, claiming to be the vicar of Christ. What does that mean, vicar? Well, vicar is the root word of vicarious. So you're supposed to experience God through this, vicariously through this phony Pope of Rome, who supposedly is infallible, another complete heresy. Hint, all men are fallible. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Only Jesus Christ walked sinless in his earthly life. It culminated that life in allowing himself to be crucified on the altar of the cross for the sins of man. And it's only through Christ that anyone can be saved, not through any phony placebo or vicar seated in Rome on a man-made demon 
throne claiming to be the vicar of Christ. We've got a page on safeguardyoursoul.com called Historical List of Atrocities of the Popes, along with a video on this topic. The Pope is said to be infallible. Is that right? Interesting. I won't go into much of it. This post here called the Historical List of Atrocities of the Popes gives a historical account of numerous popes who were adulterers, who were sodomites, drunkards, and every other evil under the sun. Again, cursed is the man that trusts in man. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. So, God says, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. Who's behind this? Who's behind the spirit of Antichrist? It's Satan. Second Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. With all power and signs and lying wonders, God allows the devil to display power, signs, lying wonders. And with all deceivableness, there it is. That's why he does these things. You better be rooted and grounded in Christ in a real way, my friend. It's time to start fasting and praying laying down your life and being crucified with Christ, or you are going to be deceived and damned. I don't care if you once knew the Lord. You better get rooted and grounded in Christ afresh. Jesus is coming, and the Scripture promises that Satan, knowing that his time is short, has come down and is coming down with great wrath, and I believe that's increasing until the day of Christ. Revelation 12, verse 12 and verse 11, we overcame him by the blood of a lamb and by the word of our testimony. We love not our lives unto the death. That's the cross. Are you living the crucified life? Verse 10, 2 Thessalonians 2, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, they're only able to be deceived. And here's why. Because they received not the love of the truth. There it is. Ignorance is always willing. It's always something we intentionally incur upon ourselves and procure unto ourselves because we all have a Bible. Hello. So if you're not studying the Word of God every day, you uh, have already fallen away, by the way. You are not going to be with Christ because his bride, he said, specifically is being washed by the water of the Word. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. See, you got to love the truth. You got to receive the love of the truth in order to be saved. Saved. Jesus said, only the truth will make you free. Jesus said, thy word is truth, Father. That's the written word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And for this cause, God, 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 who? God himself shall send them strong delusion. He takes it personal when people don't love his word. They don't love him. If they loved him, they'd love his word. That they should believe a lie. See, God sends them strong delusion so that they will believe a lie. That they all might be damned. These are words you should underline in this passage and get to know it very intimately. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. They relished the lies instead of loving the truth. Paul said, let God be true and every, every, every man a liar. Those not in Christ truly loving and obeying his truth are under the work, quote, the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, unquote. Ever notice that the same demonic pawns who run around encouraging everyone to watch The Chosen or some other delusion are never heard, as I said earlier, encouraging those around them to get into God's word like God's word tells you to do? Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read Isaiah 34, 16. First Peter 2, 2, desire, desire, it's a 
choice, desire the sincere milk or the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. If you're not desiring and devouring the Word of God daily, you are falling away instead of growing. God, you've already fallen away. If God's not important enough for you to follow him daily, as Jesus said, you must, Luke 9, 23 and 24, etc., you don't know him. God commanded it. And all who refuse prove that they do not love the truth and they do not love the Lord and will perish sure as they are breathing. Brother Eric Van Niekerk says this, quote, Jonathan Romy, or Romy, the quote-unquote Jesus actor from The Chosen, is a Catholic knighted into the order of the Knights of Malta, unquote. And the Bible says, come out of her. Don't relish and bid God speak to her, but come out of her. Stop to discern, friends. There is no cross. There is no repentance. There's no saving grace. There's no blood of Jesus that washes away all your sins. There's no Christology or true biblical study of Christ. No holiness defined by Scripture. No heaven or guarantee of it for those that are gods. No hell, and they replace it with purgatory. No salvation by grace through faith and no return of Jesus Christ in this false gospel message of the Roman Catholic Church. These people are agents of Satan and are accursed of God for peddling or preaching another gospel. Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Who do you fear, friend? God is calling you to come out of her, my people. If you're going to be his, you got to come out of her, that you be not partakers of her sin. See, God will lump you together in it if you're condoning and bidding God speak to it. And that you receive not of her plagues. That includes the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 18, 4 is what that comes from. Brother named Dale says this, you know, a Jesuit was used as a consultant in this made up series, don't you? Okay. In other words, he's telling on him. It was a Jesuit who consulted and helped with the script. It's all Catholic. It's all planned of this chosen series. He goes on. He says, a lot of Catholicism. I agree with many things Newsmax or sometimes called, I call faux news says. I notice though, every time Newsmax interviews a Baptist or whatever, the images they show of a church is always full of Catholic stuff. They usually say people of faith faith instead of Christians or disciples of Christ. They interviewed a guy not long ago, Dale says, and again, you have images of a child praying with beads and a crucifix, which we already reviewed, has nothing to do with New Testament, original gospel, biblical Christianity. Dale continues, he says, a big cathedral looking building, subtle, just like the serpent. They talk all patriotic, but they lean toward and lure people toward Rome. Same as Fox News. They're all Catholic on both stations, even liberal Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. And by the way, so is Joe Biden. Dale says her and Roger Ailes, who was second in charge of Fox when he was alive, were college friends. Rachel has said she's gay and very Catholic. Some say they think the Antichrist will come out of Europe. But most people that started in the U.S., came from Europe. It seems Rome has its claws in high places of government, law, media, and entertainment in America. That's a fact, by the way. Dale finishes. He says, yeah, this trash TV series, The Chosen, 
I see people leaving comments on how they love it, and some like that it's just how I imagined Jesus to be, they say. Imagined being the key word, he says. All it does is add and take away from God's word. Beware, saints, beware, lest any man spoil or ruin you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men and the rudiments or the thinking of the world and not after Christ. Remember that Jesus warned us about the last days in which we now live. He says, many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, not a few, but many, many false prophets are going to deceive many, Jesus said. Here's a for example. The Chosen, one of its uh, social media platform, sends out a message in October, past October, saying Happy Halloween to the set of The Chosen. Christians don't celebrate Halloween. Halloween is the highest, quote-unquote, holy day of the satanic culture or the Satanist and Satan. Child sacrifices happen on Halloween. Again, it's a cursed root. Clear evidence that this is a cursed root. This is coming from people, many of which are literally avowed to Satan. They have bowed the knee to him. This is a Catholic production, the chosen. So you have the wherewithal to tell someone to watch the Catholic production called the chosen, but not to tell people to get into the word of God themselves. How dare you repent now and get saved before it's too late, my friend, because you're in trouble. You're not being led by the Holy Spirit at all. Another friend said this, this is a post that was sent to me over the chosen. I really like this show, but the director is ecumenical. He is being interviewed by a Mormon, and Dallas says that Bible-believing Christians believe in the same Jesus. I stopped watching and supporting it. That's from a person who saw what it was and stopped. Here's another one. Ron says this, How sad to be given the privilege to play a part, the part of Jesus, yet to be under the influence of Satan. He, that's this guy, Jonathan Relmy, is an actor getting paid and nothing else to go with it. It, but evil in his real life. Never watch The Chosen and will cross it off my list. Ron. Now that's a wise disciple of Jesus. He sees the cursed root and that, therefore he knows it cannot possibly bring forth good fruit. That's what Jesus taught. Matthew 12, 33, etc. First John 4, 1, the apostle John warns this. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try. That means test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are going out into the world. There's no such thing as an idol-worshipping born-again Christian or Catholic. No such thing. They're worshipping devils. We read it earlier in several scripture verses. 2 Corinthians 11, 2-5 says, speaks of another Jesus. See, they claim to be worshipping Jesus, but not according to Jesus' words, and therefore they're worshipping devils. It's another Jesus. 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 5, specifically warns about another Jesus and another gospel and another spirit. And so is, does Galatians 1, 6 through 9. And anybody partaking in another Jesus, a Jesus that's not according to the script of Scripture, not according to the original gospel, they're bidding God speed to another Jesus, another gospel, and another spirit, which means it's not the Holy Spirit, but it's devils. 
and they're accursed. All right, God bless you, saints. There's much more on here on this page. I'll talk a little bit about that because that is something that we have and are exposing as a production of the devil and his children. Beware, saints. Be discerning. God bless you. Please stay in God's word daily. That's what the wise virgins are doing. Wise virgins are going to be received by the bridegroom into his bridal chamber to be forever safe with the Lord. He's going to wipe away every tear. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. We should not want to miss this for anything in this world. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are past away. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting and feel free to visit our donate page on the site and you can use your debit card, PayPal or Patreon and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministries ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen. 